Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. I am here tonight with Lisa Anderson. Hey, Lisa. Hey, hey, Michelle. How are you? I am good. And yourself? I'm doing great. Okay. So everybody, Lisa is a fantastic career coach. And she has many years, over 20, yeah. in human resources. So she is a chief human resource officer. She is she has worked her way up to the C-suite. And as a career coach, she understands the barriers and seeing the barriers that underrepresented women have encountered in the workplace. And so I have Lisa doing our Saturday training, which is your voice, your courage, and presence for I'm straight, I'm sorry. Your Voice, Courage, and Presence, Strategies for Women Leaders. Mm -hmm. And it's really focusing on executive presence. So, Lisa, I want to back up for a minute. Um, and the backup is, what is executive presence? Oh, good question. Because with executive presence, sometimes it's, it is hard to explain. Some people uh, have difficulty putting their finger on it. But you know what it is when you see it. So it really is about the, your physical presence, the mental presence, and there's an emotional component too. But it's really about having that confidence, sort of when you walk in that room, you kind of command the room without even opening your mouth. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, you know, so a lot of people is like, well, what is executive presence? What is executive presence? But that really is, it's, it, you know, and when you try to explain it to people, it's like, well, it's kind of sort of, but then you look at someone or you witness someone and you're like, wow, he or she has great executive presence. But it is that three component, having all three physical, mental, and emotional working together to put that confidence out there. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about confidence for women in the workplace, specifically in male-dominated industries. And I don't know how many of them aren't male-dominated, but we're going to talk about science, technology, engineering, specifically. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of my career as an HR professional, it was, it's grow, was growing up in male-dominated environments, mostly uh, technology companies, uh, mostly government contracting, engineering type uh, firms. And, you know, I've had my own experiences of being the only female um, at the table, at that leadership table, and more than often, the only woman of color at the at the table. So, um, and it, it can be very intimidating, um, especially if you're the only female in the room and the men are sort of either dominating the conversation and you have something to contribute and really getting your voice out there along with the credibility, you know, to be able to have the folks stop talking to listen to what you have to say because you have something of value to add uh, to that conversation. So that's why I have a passion <laughs> for this type of work, um, helping women get their voice out there and get that confidence 
to be able to say, you know what, everybody is saying is blue, I think is red, you know, and here's the reason why. Um, and have people listen and 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 want to hear your point of view. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. We have a comment. I always saw executive presence as the secret sauce of charisma. And that's what I was thinking. Like, it's the charisma. It's it's sort of the charisma when people are like, oh, but it's also, I want to say, people are eager to hear you and want to know your thoughts. They're like, well, um, I don't know. I think such and such would have Michelle would have a good idea about what's going on. And, and when they like, oh, well, why would, why isn't she at the meeting or, or where is she? And and it's always interesting when, when that would happen to me. And they're like, oh, we need to know X, Y, and Z. It's like, I, uh, you having a meeting now? It's like, oh, I'm busy. So you should have thought about that beforehand. But, but oftentimes um, when that happens, they're like, we should have invited you and you're, right. you're included. Right. Your voice was missing yes. from the room. And and that's, you know, and they recognize that your voice, like, well, okay, well, where is Michelle? But I love what the uh, person said about the secret sauce, because it, another part to that is approachability. Yes. Not only having the executive presence, right, to be able to, because I see and witness a lot of people that have presence, but they're not approachable. Yes. And so then there's this kind of, awkward moment <laughs> where, you know, the people like, oh, can I, can I say something to, you know, the person, you know, so, it, so it is, you know, about the physical, the mental, the emotional, but then there's an approachability that needs to be there too, where people feel comfortable and, and coming to you and, and speaking with you. And, and I think that's a hard part, especially for black and darker skinned um, women of color is the the biases are we're angry, we're unapproachable. And mm. if you're an introverted person, it is even more difficult because you may not make eye contact with people. You really just may stay in your cubicle or your work area and do your job and go home. And I'm like, well, they're not approachable. That's really their personality. And once they get to know you and they connect with you, it is really easy to understand them and really to, to engage with them. So it can we talk a little bit of, a bit about those biases that that underrepresented women of color will will encounter? Oh, absolutely. So you hit on one, you know, the angry woman. Um, and you're right, everyone is not an extrovert. So introverts, um, you know, the networking piece may not come as easy, right? But there's other ways that introverts can still show that, hey, you know, I might not be the person in the room like, you know, the social butterfly, you know, like sometimes extroverts get that label, um, but yet I still am approachable. And absolutely, I might not connect with everybody in the room, but I love making a connection one-on-one. -on -one. And so that, you know, with the introverts, that's more comfortable, you know, really having that one-on-one -on -one as opposed to, you know, social butterflying throughout the, uh, the, the room or the event, right? So um, another bias, um, sort of a, a bias that women we get, um, especially in male dominated environments, because we're quiet, or we may be quiet, mm -hmm. or we don't have anything to say, or we try to put our idea on the table and someone take the idea and run with it. Exactly. I, yeah. I've, I've witnessed and seen that um, and experienced yeah. that myself. 
You know, I'm trying to put a point on the table and then somebody comes and pick my point up and start running with it as if it was their point. (laughs) And I've been in the room when that's happened to another woman. I was like, you know what? Carol, that was a great idea. I'm glad y'all like her her idea. And they're like, yeah, she said it 20 minutes ago. Yep. Oh, and so so it also is great when you're able to have one other person in that room. So I'm not going to take away your secrets and your tactics. I was going to say, don't. Uh, I might have learned that from Lisa. I might have learned that from Lisa. Don't steal my thunder. <laughs> so so what, what I'm really excited about, Lisa. So Lisa is our speaker for Saturday's conference, which is Underestimated Women in STEM Mid-Level Executive Conference, where we are going to spend three and a half. Lisa, Lisa wants four, but I'm only giving her three and a half and we're going to take a lunch break starting <laughs> at 10 a.m. on Saturday. We are, we are definitely going to spend time not just learning what executive presence is, but really practice. No, you tell them what you, you don't want to teach. And I ain't yeah, teaching. So let, me, let me go. So what we're going to be doing on Saturday, I put my note. So, so first of all, because it's uh, uh, your voice, courage and presence. So I am going to actually introduce something new around how do you really find your voice? Um, And so some tools and techniques um, around finding your voice and and supporting your leadership voice, because all of us, everyone has a a leadership voice. Um, Then the next thing. So what does courage look like in a male dominated environment? And does it look different? Because so, suppose you're not in a male-dominated environment. Suppose you're in a female-dominated environment. Does courage look different, yeah. right? So we're going to kind of explore that, uh, the differences, you know, between, you know, a male-dominated environment and, and you know, a, not, you know, a female-dominated environment. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to explore what traits support, in, you know, executive presence. How do you increase it if you're trying to work on that? And what are the traits that really support you having a strong um, executive presence? So, and and the training is going to be interactive now because I'm not going to be talking to the That's right. Because I want to hear about, you know, your experiences, you know, the women experiences so we can really dig deep. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited, super excited about Saturday. So I, I'm gonna read Shelly's comment and then I'll come back to I think it's Donata. Um, Shelly said, People often thought I was a pushover because I'm an introvert and would mm-hmm. have to learn the hard way that I'm from Detroit all day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I would agree she's from Detroit, okay? I'm just going to say that. She's from Detroit all day. She might have left a long time ago, the city of Detroit, but Detroit did not leave her. Okay. Okay. Um, I, hey, tell her. It, uh, what's her name? I'm sorry. What was Shelly. Shelly, I'm married to a Detroit man, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shelly, she know, what she, she know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Um, the question is, why is it that some women have to get to the place where we have nothing left to lose before we feel confident enough to stand up and be authentic with our voice? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, culture is very important, too. 
So my question would be, you know, what kind of culture are you working in? Because, you know, I am fully aware, especially being in HR, you can be in some toxic uh, cultures where, you know, you feel like you're you're swimming upstream um, every day. And that's when it, it starts to wear on you and wear on your personal psyche. You know, those are the the environments that, you know, when I work with clients, I say, okay, what kind of environment are you in and is it worth it? You know, so, um, you know, when I hear that person describe, you know, why do I have to feel like I have to leave it all out there? You know, we really, you know, want to take a look at how do you, you know, survive in a culture like that? Um, so, if, you know, if that person comes on, the, those are kind of the kind of questions I want to hear more about. So I can give some strategies and some tips on how you survive that. And hopefully you're not in a, in a culture where you're surviving. You want to be thriving, exactly. right? You, you know, and, and I get it, right? We're in a pandemic and people can't just move easily right now. But, you know, how do you at least survive until we get to a point where you feel comfortable um, and making a transition if you decide to do that. But yeah, I, I, I don't like when I hear women say, you know, I'm, I'm at my wit's end. And, you know, I just feel like it's always a struggle, um, you know, to, to, to make a difference. Um, and you can really got to take a look at the culture that you're working in. Last week's session, we did, um, we had two speakers who had a resume with Nicolette. And then we had Casey Atha, and she was lit literally talking about um, racial trauma, how to heal from racial trauma in corporate America. And so when you say survival, that is usually us trying to survive through the trauma we are. The, and so it was like, oh, well, it's just a microaggression. You got to think about how many beast things. If it's one, two, or if you get stung multiple times a day, it's toxic to your body. Yes. Even, and you may not even be allergic to bee stings, but when you have so many of them, it is toxic to your body. So when you're so we started out with how to heal from racial trauma, because we're going to go we go through so much of it in the workplace, mm -hmm. how to heal from it and identifying it. Right. Shelly was in that one that Shelly loved that session because it's very practical to think she could, you could do every day. But now, like you say, how do you show up? Right. And that executive presence, are you thriving or surviving and, and understanding that company's, that organization's culture? So I think. And it's hard to, you know, have confidence and, you know, ha have executive presence when you feel that way, when you feel like, you know, good day, you know, every day it's a struggle. Yes. You know, that does nothing to, for your confidence no. um, and being able to, you know, confidently show up. Um, you know, when you're working in that kind of an environment and, or you can sleep soundly Friday and Saturday night, but Sunday night, you can't, you can't sleep at all. Yeah. Yeah. That when you're experiencing those kinds of things, you, you know, when you, you know, or the Monday drive, when we used to drive into work, you know, the, <laughs> the Monday drive, you know, even pulling up to the parking space, you, you know, you got to like say a prayer before you go in, like, golly, you like, I got to pick. Um, play some Fred Hammond. A lot of I gotta pray to work. I gotta do some praise, dancing in the car, and listen to some real good gospel before I get out. Yeah, to make sure I can go in here and, and you know, and not you know, again back to the stereotype, not go in and not end up 
being perceived as the angry black woman. Yeah. And and it's interesting you say that. I, we have Tashima who has a comment. I lead a team of all men. Been there. Welcome to construction. Mm. And I have a very strong personality. I don't think it's strong. I but we're gonna understand. Let me let me just read and not narrate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Most male leaders don't know what to do with me. The things they call me out on as opportunities for improvement are the same traits they reward other male leaders for doing. When I call them out on, on it, they always agree with me in the end, but I'm tired of having to defend my strength. How do I balance my strength so that it is rewarded versus seen as a development opportunity? Oh, that's a great question. That's Tashina. Tashina. Tashima. Tashima, that's a great question because you're absolutely right. Uh, there's a stereotype that happens with it just because we're women. Um, men may think that we're supposed to act a certain way. And when it, you know we come off as being strong and confident, then it looks different. But the person, the man right next to us can have the same traits, same personality, and then get rewarded and promoted. Right. So number one, I'm glad that you're bringing that to your leadership team's attention, whether it's your manager, um, your a male manager. I'm glad you need to point that out to them that, hey, I'm seeing a bias here. Right. Um, the second thing, sometimes men don't know how to support strong women leaders. I asked one of my clients this same question. I asked her, was she a purple unicorn? And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, because your manager does not know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. He does not know how to support you. So, you know, my first question is he open to, you know, feedback, right? You might have to help him support you because he don't know what to do. <laughs> You don't know what to do and he don't know what you need. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So so you might be in that same position, right? Like your manager is not sure how to support you. A strong female leader who's managing a team of men. Right. So and and that looks different. And some men could be intimidated by that. Some men will reward that like, great, you know, and some men just don't know what to do with it. Now, I'm going to put something out there. This was, I can't remember if it was Twitter. No, it was Instagram. We always have these workshops about things women can do. What are these workshops for what men need to learn how to do? How they learn how to manage women? How they need to learn how to manage women who are introverts? How they need to learn how to manage women who are strong leaders? How? Where are those workshops? You notice that, that you're right. You never see those kinds of workshops, but you do see workshops for women, you know, increasing women, getting better, working on themselves, but you don't see. And so again, and if the organization isn't providing that kind of training, right, for yeah. managers, male or female managers, then some of the managers are out there on their own, right? And so, you know, how do you, as a strong female leader, how do you have that conversation, a career conversation with your manager and tell the person, you know, look, here's how I need support, you know, and and this is what it looks like. Because if you just say support, they might not know what that 
<laughs> it's like, well, I am supporting you. You know, yeah. I'm listening. I'm, you know, well, let me get specific. This is what I need from you. And let's have a dialogue about it. Exactly. And so you, you don't see that a lot. And, and some men will totally like appreciate, oh, thank you. Now you do have others that would be like, well, how dare? You know, so it really depends on who you're dealing with and whether you trust the per, you know, trust that manager employee trust is there because that's not always there as well. Absolutely. It's it is. And that was that's just a whole other discussion. I started. Yeah. But we I was say, now we're going to a whole we're going to need to do another webinar. <laughs> we're going to have to do a discussion like. Where are the talks that really need to happen about the change that really needs to go in the workplace? That's really not the people, but it's the management styles. Mm -hmm. so, um, yes, it's always my direct manager's leadership loves me. Hence why I keep progressing. Mm. Yep. Wow. That's great. The great feedback and great comments. Yes. I, I love being over here. So... <laughs> So um, if you want to get more of this, you can join, um, you can sign up for Lisa's session on Saturday. It is over here, um, right here at bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash mid-level to executive. You can check out her, her bio. You can just buy a ticket for her session or other sessions for the conference. We are every Saturday, four more Saturdays, not every Saturday. Let me just get... <laughs> We did, we did one Saturday. We have four more to go. Lisa's is um, the only trainer we have this Saturday on October 31st. Didn't know what y'all were going to do for Halloween, so we didn't want to keep you too long on Halloween. So we made it just a single session, but definitely, definitely come check her out. These are the, This is the difference between a one-hour webinar and three and a half hours because you get to ask your very targeted and specific question for your needs. And we're able to, she's able to dig in deeper and really help you understand the mm -hmm. tactics, tools, and techniques you can use right now and even where to go further in, um, in your career. So it is worth an investment for you in the long term for your career. So definitely, definitely check her out. Lisa, I can't wait. This is going to be I so know. I'm super excited. <laughs> We're gonna have fun. Um, we're gonna learn a lot, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna have fun while we're doing it. Yeah, so. and we'll make her give y'all some breaks, and y'all will get a thirty minute lunch in there. So yes, yes, just just plan for at least four hours. Mm -hmm. Ten ten to two ish, maybe two thirty ish, but we'll we'll get you done. We'll get her done. All right, everybody, have a great night, and we will check with you later. Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye, bye.